Hello, friends. My name is Aliza Kelly. I'm a celebrity astrologer, three-time author, and host of this podcast, Stars Like Us. Think of Stars Like Us as your favorite nighttime talk show that just so happens to be released every Monday morning. Each week, we connect with another amazing expert guest, and together we talk about everything under the sun. But before we get into today's episode, take a moment to rate this podcast five stars. Why? Because you're the fucking best. All right, now let's do it. Sit back, relax, and get ready for another out-of-this-world conversation. This is Stars Like Us. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Stars Like Us. I am your host, Eliza Kelly, and today I am here with David Bertwistle, who you may know from Too Hot to Handle and who is the founder of Endeavor Life. Now, we did not do this while the mics were recording, which is probably the biggest snafu in Stars Like Us history because David just texted his mom. It really happened. For us astrology fans, this is sort of like, um, this, is a, this is stuff of memes is, you know, text your mom. We need your birth info. David actually did it in real time, just as we are getting set up. And his very diligent mother, when is your mom's birthday, by the way? What, when is, no, mom's birthday is the 29th of December. Okay, so this Capricorn mommy rolled through. She was online while the messages were coming in and was able to confirm that a 4.15 a.m. birth time, which means David is an Aries sun, a Capricorn rising with an Aquarius moon. Now, you have to tell your mom that that 4.15 a.m. time is really important. And because we did get an around, if it was 4 a.m., it might be a little different than if it was 4.30, for instance. So you're on the edge okay. of a, a few different things. So, you know, you can talk with your mom about that offline. But for our purposes today, we're going to work with that. We're going we're gonna to work with 4.15. We're going to treat it like it is canon. And for those yeah. who do not know David, David is a presenter, TV personality, and fitness and nutrition coach from London, whose profile exploded after starring on the first season of the Netflix show, too Hot to Handle in April 2020. Since then, David has filmed the new Channel 4 show, The Love Trap, airing later this year, and is also presenter slash producer of his own automotive YouTube show, On Point. Alongside his media work, David runs Endeavor, an online fitness and nutrition coaching program company with clients all around the world. He inspires many other through his inspirational, educational, social media content. I'm sorry. I just got so caught off guard by the automotive YouTube show. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't see it coming as I was reading through the bio. Um, you, I guess you are definitely a jack of many, many trades. So David, how did, how did all of this happen? I mean, we know that your profile, as you wrote, exploded in 2020 after being on season one of Too Hot to Handle. Which, by the way, my friend and colleague Shannon Boudram was on. So maybe you know her because of that. Maybe. But 
regardless, she was the sex expert. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I do know her. Yeah. Cool. She's she's really uh, pretty. She's got very nice hair as well, isn't she? She is very pretty. She's also an Aries, just like you. Um, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so tell us about what was happening before the show. Yeah. How, what happened dur- ha- during and after the show and what's going on now? How has your life changed? And how has that also corresponded with a global pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really good question. It's To be honest, I was doing a lot of the stuff I'm still doing before. So I was already running my coaching company uh, before the show came out, before we did the Netflix stuff. So that's that was very much the same. Like I'm still working in the same industry. But obviously, like as a result of having a lot more exposure, more opportunities kind of come my way, which is also great because as you kind of alluded to, I like to do many different things. And uh, there's the TV side of it, there's the fitness side of it, but then there's the automotive side of it. And like, I just have multiple different interests, you know what I mean? So yeah, it was quite crazy because Too Hot to Handle came out April 2020. And that's when the vast majority of the world was in lockdowns. And so in the UK and London, which is where I'm based, there was this eruption of social media digital attention but then i'd walk outside and it's like a ghost town like it's dead because no one's here and it was really really weird so yeah it was it was a really interesting time but like we're kind of in the uk come out of it now most people have been vaccinated we don't have any restrictions in place and it kind of feels like pre-covid so it's only now really that i'm able to actually go meet people and go to events and network and kind of expand and develop upon what was created from the exposure from too hot to handle. So now things are starting to pick up a little bit. Like so I've got this new show coming out on channel four, uh, which I'm really excited about. It's called the love trap. And uh, that's going to be a really like fun, entertaining show. I think people are going to enjoy it. It's a, it's a dating show kind of like the bachelor, uh, but there's a really big twist in the, half of the girls actually no i can't i don't know if i can no say you know no you gotta keep saying you gotta go go you gotta, I don't know you gotta, say, say, you gotta it. say it you gotta say there's it. there's a twist i don't know if i'm allowed to say is it. that the love trap is the trap the twist there's a play on the word trap essentially it's like the bachelor but there's something that means that it's nothing like the bachelor which is, is Do they very all important. have so, stds Oh God! I hope not. Uh, <laughs> this is what happens when you leave me to my own devices. I don't. I need to know what the trap is. I don't know if I can tell you. I can't remember if I'm allowed to say it or not. So it's best I don't say it. Fine. But what I can say is, go and watch it. Uh, it comes out September 29th, I think. So yeah. But yeah, then as a result of that, I'm like now starting to be able to develop upon it and uh, work on my own show. And yeah, like good things are good things are coming up so are you a contestant on the love trap or are you one of the presenters i am a contestant i suppose you'd call it one of the cast okay you know the bachelor you have like the bachelor and then a, a variety of women your cast yeah yeah there's the slew of people yes it's kind of like that is it you and then all of the the ladies yeah oh shit okay so too hot to handle like what was the story of of deciding that you wanted to try out for the audition for the show and like how was it really like listen I really need to 
I'm really horny and I really can't figure out how not to fuck. Like, because that <laughs> I, I'm obsessed with the premise of the show is like sexy people. They really want to fuck, but they cannot. <laughs> but maybe you didn't even know what the premise was going into it. So no, tell us, we didn't tell know. us everything. <laughs> yeah. Like they, like when you see us finding out the concept, that is when we found out the concept. Like I didn't know. We didn't know what the, what it was going to be. I was just told, listen, David, it's going to be great. It's going to be really good. You're going to have a great time. I just trust us. There wasn't a, I just, I didn't know what it was going to be like, but what I, I did is I just trusted that if it's on Netflix and they're investing into it, it's going to be good because Netflix make great TV. So I was like, if they're making great TV, then I, I'll trust that this is also going to be good. I was, the interesting thing is I've always been, skeptical of reality tv of producers of creating trouble and drama and i i was so against the idea of doing that because i already had my business going and i already had clients and it was established and i didn't want to ever do anything that would jeopardize that so i was always very like up front with the producers i was like listen just tell me what you're trying to get out of this because if it's going to be trashy reality TV, I'm not interested. But they were like, no, it's cool. It's cool. Just trust us. It's going to be good. I'm like, fine. I trust you. <laughs> but what if they lied? Well, I know. That's the problem, isn't it? But got- <laughs> <laughs> what if they were lying? I mean, I've said to so many, in so many different iterations, I've been like, I'm really worried about the lighting on this. I'm really worried about like, the design details, like, are I'm really worried about, you know, there being typos. Can I get an extra set of eyes? Trust us, trust us, trust us. Bam. Typos. Horrible lighting. Terrible makeup. You know, listen, you're a Capricorn rising. I am also a Capricorn rising. We are control freaks. Okay. That's just the truth. We have to work so much harder than everyone else. This is how it feels to be a Capricorn rising. And we're often disappointed. Our expectations are too high and everyone else sucks. That's the, that's just the <laughs> truth of it. And this is my, maybe not, is not, maybe not real, but this is the perception of being a Capricorn rising. This is what we experience. You, I'm sure, even as someone who is slightly astrology skeptical would probably say, yes, that is fucking true. I mean, it does sound pretty, pretty on point. Yeah. But yet you surrendered to this process. You surrendered to the producers making a reality TV show and you're Mm. happy with the result. Yeah, it turned out, it turned out really well. That's the truth of it is they created a really nice show that was a, a, a complete twist to what was going on. Like it's a really positive show. If you actually think about the point of it, it's trying to create better more meaningful connections with people it's about you know opening up showing vulnerability and weakness and and owning all of that stuff and growing as people and i think that that's actually something which is completely contrasting to a lot of tv yeah so had the prior to the show you had your businesses running were you looking at different programs or how did it come to be that you ended up auditioning and becoming involved in the production of this uh cheeky dm slide really one of the producers just like slid into my dms and was like hey david would you were i'm like casting for a new show on a they they didn't even see say netflix they're like on a world worldwide streaming service uh would you be interested in having a conversation and it just 
went from there really i wasn't looking to go on tv i wasn't like actively searching things out it was just you know if opportunities come you can look at whether they're the right opportunity and then take them as and when they come so this is a lesson in reading your dms yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like Duh. Shit goes down in the DMs. <laughs> read your fucking dms obviously yeah since then and with the success of the show you have so many other things that are going on, including this upcoming dating show. So are you excited to continue staying in the dating sphere and seeing where that goes? I mean, are you actively dating right now? Are you really using these platforms as a way to try to build connections with people? Or is this sort of like fueling the greater machine, which is the bigger vision that you have? Or how do all of these integrate, I suppose, is the question. Yeah, big picture stuff. Let's think big picture. Like this will be my last kind of reality dating show. I'm not interested in doing any more. Like, is that what the trap is? No, no, no. <laughs> the trap is I quit halfway through the show. <laughs> halfway through, I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm out. See ya. Nah, it's um. I'm always thinking like, where's what's where, what's the next thing? Where are we going to? How do we progress? How do we develop, evolve, and change? And like that's that's life i think life is a journey and like if you're constantly doing the same thing for me doing the same thing is standing still then standing still is basically running backwards how do i move forward so for me yeah it's just uh, um bigger picture stuff how can i use the skills i've acquired um to do something new and i know that i am very extroverted personality type i know that i can perform and um quite kind of natural on camera and stuff so i've been presenting for a while on my own youtube channel and so now it's a case of how do i take that and actually make it a serious career how do i uh, step forward and do the next thing and, and kind of branch away from kind of dating things because i think there's a lot more to offer i've got a lot more knowledge and experience to offer than doing something like that how can i actually move forward and progress so have you i prior to these two shows were you actively dating were you in a relationship or was how have these shows informed your romantic connections with other people well i'm definitely having less sex that's a mixture of good and bad <laughs> is that the curse of too hot to handle is that you can't have sex on the show and then <laughs> turns out you can't have sex <laughs> ever again <laughs> no that's it. Damn. it continues it continues forever and then it continues yeah it's like the truman yeah. show once you once the cameras start rolling they never stop <laughs> that's it there's cameras here and here and here and here ensuring you will not have sex <laughs> no you know what it is it's just that like i too hot kind of woke up my mind as to what really is important for me and as a as a human being that connection as a result of that i'm no longer seeing as many different women i'm only really seeing women who i think have a potential to develop into something else which means that that inevitably you have less sex as a result of that so um yeah like it's definitely helped me get more connected with up here and in here and it's nice i feel feel more wholesome now you know it's like slightly deeper instead of being any like surface stuff it's like going deeper and that's really nice so like i've been dating i've you know 
had uh, some nice dates and, and spent some time with uh, um, like a, a couple of women since the show has aired but it just you know for whatever reason hasn't gone that way and actually it's I feel like I'm more aware of what I really need from a partner and what I can give to someone and when someone doesn't necessarily line up with that it's not that they're wrong it's not that I'm wrong it's just that we're like maybe two pieces of a puzzle that don't quite fit together and that's I think often a misconception with dating and with with life is that there has to be someone that's wrong and that's not the case at all I don't think that half the time it is it's like whoever I am right now is whoever I am and that's fine and whoever you are is whoever you are and like we might fit or we might not fit that's kind of how I start to see it now yeah, I, I love that. And that's something that I talk about in my upcoming book, which comes out September 28th. So just a day. So people will buy my book, then they'll tune into channel four. That's the order exactly. of late September. Yes. Buy the book, then watch, <laughs> then, the watch then tune in. Yes. But one of the things that I talk about is the fact that when it comes to sex, you know, for the, someone who wants to, you know, go out and have a lot of transactional sex, where there isn't a lot of emotion, there isn't a lot, there isn't really anything else that is bonding these two people other than the physical act. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's also nothing yeah. wrong with the person who sees sex as a an act and an expression of intimacy and who sees it as something that is going to bring two people even closer together. The problem is when there's no communication between that. And you assume that the other person is approaching sex in the same way that you are. But, you know, that's a microcosm for the macrocosm, which is communication and sort of getting to know yourself and really what you're looking for is ultimately, you know, the most you can do, right, ever, because we can't control other people, even when we're control-free Capricorn Risings, and we need to only <laughs> be responsible and accountable for our own truth. And truths can oscillate and they can change because we go through different phases. We want something in our early 20s that we don't want in our early 30s, in our early 40s, whatever, whatever, as it goes on. But staying really present and grounded and honest and authentic with your own with your own desires and communicating those responsibly to me is like it would alleviate a lot of heartbreak and a, a lot of misunderstandings that happen. Yeah, massively. But it takes doing a lot of like internal work to even know what that is in the first place. Yeah, it does. I think it really, really does. But also it takes a, a level, it's a self-awareness, but also then the self-confidence to be able to um, understand it and to deliver it and the articulation to be able to communicate it in a way that the other person then understands. So it's actually quite a difficult thing to be able to do and most people just get too scared to do it and then ghost or just stop replying or do something stupid and therefore it all kind of falls apart right and then you know even if you're not the one ghosting and you're the one who is trying to then sort of and you become more of a stage five clinger right like that is also more of a reaction to someone else than starting to like pull away or you're sensing something or you're not communicating your truth. So then you're compensating for that by behaving in ways that you wouldn't even normally behave in the situation, but you're feeling yeah. insecure, you're feeling uncomfortable, you're feeling afraid. Okay. So my follow-up question to that is now what do you do with the onslaught of DMs that I'm sure you get and all of the people <laughs> who are trying to have sex with you? Because this is something that people don't talk about but is a real thing. And I've had friends who have 
been on very successful TV shows and have had and been with partners and then had to sort of reconcile. Like I am getting nude pictures all the fucking time. I have to like tell I like, how do you manage that? You know? So yeah, is that your truth as well? And how do you manage that and stay sane in the process? Yeah. There's a certain level of truth to that, to be honest, like, you know, girls complain that guys send dick pics unsolicited. Well, I've had many unsolicited equivalent, you know, <laughs> like they just get come through to the DMs it is what it is like. I don't know. And you check your DMs and I reached out to you on the DMs. The, the producer exactly. reached out to you on the DMs. So you check the DMs. Yeah, of course. I mean, you get many opportunities through the DMs and also like because I post a lot of stuff where I'll ask questions to the audience and I'll try and get engagement. I'll read the DMs. But there's a lot of shit that comes through and you can't engage with all of it. So for me, it's just a case of like looking at what is genuine, what appears to be genuine. And then is it something worth responding to? Um, the truth is that like, you kind of have to do some due, due diligence. And, you know, if you're getting a, a message from someone that's like, Hey, <laughs> Like, what the fuck do you want me to do with that, right? Like, <laughs> it used to crack me up so hard when girls would say that guys are, like, unoriginal trying to, like, hit on them. Guys wouldn't have very good chat blinds. Oh, why can't guys just be original and funny and witty when they're trying to chat us up? And I'm like, you fucking girls are no better. <laughs> Trust me. Like, it's amazing the shit chat up lines that come into my DMs. Hey, how are you? I'm like... I'm great, but like, I don't know who you are. And like, why would I continue this conversation when you've got a private account? Well, do you think that they actually think that you're going to respond? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> and are you responding being like, good, come up with something more creative <laughs> next time? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, come on. Nah, I don't. I don't, I don't know. I, I just like leave it if it comes through and if it's not like a genuine thing. But um. Yeah, you just I think you just got to be careful. Just just got to be careful of those those DMs, you know. Yeah, I mean, have you dated through Instagram since Too Hot to Handle? Instagram's the number one dating app in the world, isn't it? I don't know. I have been engaged. I I'm Oh, congrats. Thank you so much, but I did not I met my fiance on Tinder, which was indeed a true dating app. So I didn't know that Instagram has converted yeah. into one. Well, I mean, like, kind of, it's, it's like, Instagram's a great way to make, make connections with people. That's, it's a social media app, right? So it's, as a result of maybe making those initial connections, you might one day end up dating that person. But actually, from my own experience, the best way is just to meet someone in real life. Like, it's quite, it's, it's, I don't personally do it, but I'm sure that a lot of people do where you will like hit someone will slide into the dms a conversation will start and then you'll go for a date like i'm sure that that happens quite a lot but usually i think it's just a great way to establish a small connection with someone and then you actually need to eventually meet them yeah you do otherwise it's just not gonna work yeah i mean i had before i met my now fiance i dated this guy who had you know his phone would ring at like suspicious times. Like there was always something very, his, his phone behavior was very suspicious. And mm. I was like, who are you, you know, like, who are these people? Who are you talking to? And they were like, oh, just like my Instagram friends. And I was like, okay, like this isn't also like a public figure. This was just like a guy, you know, this is a guy who lived in Brooklyn. And I came to realize that these DMs and these friendships 
were like freaky sex slash never meeting in person, like dynamics, like they were sexual in tone, but they knew they like lived in other parts of the world or other parts of the country, but they were like, you know, they, they had a sexual undertone, which obviously was like horrific, right? Like that's like, I'm not together with this person anymore, obviously long story short, but I could imagine that if you're single and then you have the magnitude, the size of the platform that you have, and like you are at least right now famous, famously single, right? And that might change and maybe that will change, but I could imagine that your DMs are like a really wild place. I mean, they might be, I I probably should have a little look and see if I've got any funny ones (laughs) to to share with you. Let me see what's going on in the DMs at the moment. Um, to be honest, like, I just don't really engage with it most of the time. Like, that's the truth. But do you think that when you meet someone who you're going to fortify a strong connection with, like, how do you think you're going to approach it on your DMs? Like, do you think you're going to have to set some boundaries or, like, block the DMs or... I mean, the difference is you just don't reply to them. But so you are replying. You are replying to "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm kidding. I mean, I'm, like... kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, like on the message requests, right? So, if you get like message requests where someone might say something, and then you know, you just, I guess, like you just you don't engage with it at all. So, even if someone like who would be a really good fit messages you then you just obviously don't engage with it. If someone's coming in and tries to flirt with you, it's different if you've already got them as a connection where you're connected somehow, then it's kind of the same as if they were a friend. I think it's it's once you've established a connection with someone and it's not a new potential connection, if you have an ongoing connection with someone and then you have a friend, a, a relationship, any of these previous connections, you have to make them aware that you're in a relationship like if the first time they then hit on you say you haven't spoken to them for six months you've got into a relationship in that period of time and then they try hitting on you you're like yo just so you know like i'm seeing someone so like that's now not appropriate that's how got i would it, deal with it got it got it that seems very responsible and very logical and very normal <laughs> i think that's the best way to be right <laughs> that seems like a very easy solution you just presented something that sounds very reasonable and sounds under control this is an example of uh, it's actually quite a lovely thing someone i'm not going to name who it is just said so what's the deal are you in a relationship or can i take you on a date you know this seems like a a rather that's a nice thing for someone to say see i don't think that that i think that that's aggressive (laughs) personally that was from that was from a woman and she was quite nice is it this is from a total stranger yeah these are all like messages that i haven't accepted so So this is a this is a complete total stranger somebody who is could be anyone in the world yeah anyone anyone in the world what else someone just said bloody divine that's lovely that's a nice compliment it's just like random little messages yeah it's always just like it's never really too obnoxiously rude it's just quite nice can but someone saying can i take you on a date that's like very forward (laughs) it's also like I mean, from my perspective, like when I, when I was on the apps all those years ago and I would get messages like that, I'd be like, kind of like, fuck off. Like, no, you cannot because you haven't like, that's just inappropriate, you know, but maybe for you, you're like, no, that's really lovely and sweet. And it's a gentle message. Yeah, it's kind of sweet. Yeah. I'm, 
probably because I've had like significant, I've had like significantly more obnoxiously rude ones. So like if someone says something where I'm like, oh, that's actually quite sweet. I'm like, I kind of give them props for just being nice. So what would be a rude one? Oh, just like, you know, unsolicited, explicit photos. Oh, like graphic, like graphic behavior <laughs> from like men or women. Oh my goodness. Like there doesn't seem to be any sort of filter from either gender. Wow. Wow. What a time to be alive. What a time to have, <laughs> what a time to have a million followers. <laughs> you know what though? I think like we have to give some credit because like the vast majority of people are really lovely. The vast majority of DMs I get are engaging with my content organically and genuinely. And it is honestly like I don't have problems with it at all. It is, it's, it's rare. And most of the time when people are kind of reaching out, they're being quite nice and they're being very complimentary. And like, I don't, I don't have any like issue with it. And if someone does do something that's like a bit obnoxious or a bit rude, I'm kind of like, I'm just not going to respond to that. And then it's gone. Okay. Well, something I want to flag for you, David, is that you have a chart that has a lot of Aquarius in it and Aquarius. So your Mars is an Aquarius, your Venus is an Aquarius, your North node is an Aquarius. Um, and your moon at, with the time that we have is also an Aquarius. Now, not going into the minutia of every single one of those, let me just say that all of those Aquarius placements, especially in the planets associated with like sex and love, Aquarius is the sign of innovation. It's very progressive. It's very cerebral. It likes to challenge the status quo and it's comfortable with things being a little atypical, right? So your chart and you because those are one of the same in astrology can withstand probably a lot more like, yeah, it's a badge. Like, yeah, it's some tits. Like, yeah, like <laughs> it's some balls, but it's possible that the person that you connect with is not going to be comfortable in the same way that you are with it. So that will be really interesting to see because from your chart, I do see that you can really sort of, it's not even compartmentalize. It's also, it's kind of like, have a level of remove from it so that it doesn't feel personal. You know, it's like you can sort of see the bigger picture. You can sort of see it in the context of like here, like a bunch of people on their phones and like. Yeah, that is exactly. To <laughs> in honest. Czechoslovakia, like sending these messages yeah. and like, that's OK. Like it's it's OK. Czechoslovakia, like literally hasn't existed in 20 years. That's chill, too. But yeah. <laughs> from the past, <laughs> time, yeah, traveling time traveling from Czechoslovakia media. prior to the fall of Soviet Union. No problem. <laughs> That is quite like me, though. But it's possible that someone is going to be like, no, like you need to boundary that up. You cannot have your DMs open. You need to put that thing on your DMs where it says no people, you know, you can't message this person from outside. And I'm not saying that you mm. are going to be with that person, but it's interesting to think like you are someone who is more open minded. That might not be the person that you end up falling in love with. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Unless that's a value and you're like, I couldn't be with someone who would ask me to do something like that. Yeah, I guess like my immediate innate response is if you trust me, it shouldn't be an issue. Which is spoken like true Aquarius energy <laughs> for our listeners. They're like <laughs> classic. And you're like, I have no idea what she's talking about. Okay. I don't get it. <laughs> Tell us about the automotive show very quickly. Uh, yeah, so on point. Uh, it's a brand new automotive show. So it basically 
it's not just about cars, but it's a automotive centric lifestyle show. So we basically will uh, take any vehicle, car, motorbike, boat, helicopter, off-road buggy, whatever, and go on a journey with it from A to B. And there'll be guests and we won't just talk about the vehicle, but we'll also do stuff with like travel and fashion and mental health and really like bring it into the modern gentleman. So like obviously Top Gear is the biggest automotive show in the world. It is a behemoth. It's also quite a, I don't know how to say this like rudely or dismissively because it's my favorite show, but it's uh, old man thinking. It's not modern man thinking. And so I want to try and create this show, which is modern man thinking and, and a more kind of progressive way of going through this to kind of bring up and provide something which is going to be entertaining, educational as well, um, for the younger audience that we can like grow with that's more 21st century. I'm really excited about it. So, and it's interesting because I would imagine that the audience for that is predominantly male, maybe. And it seems like that's who you're speaking to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it could be that it's about cars and bikes and engineering and stuff like that. There's predominantly going to be a male audience, but uh, we're going to bring in guests and, you know, there'll be female. It's not just going to be like guys talking about cars, but like it'll be all different types of guests and um that will bring in a, a slightly different audience too so it should be more appealing to to everyone eventually i really love this from an astrological point of view because you are an aries sun and if you just search anything about being an aries aries sun you're going to hear you're going to read or hear or listen or watch things that are about winning about like sports about uh, like driving fast, the imagery that I always use for Aries is a race car, actually, because that is sort of the <laughs> essence of that sign. If you follow me on Instagram, you may have noticed that my hair has never been looking curlier, bouncier, healthier, and I take virtually no responsibility for this. This is the work of pros. And I have some fabulous news. I have a discount code for you. It is pros.com slash stars. There is no one size fits all solution when it comes to hair care. A product that works for me may not work for you. A product that works for you may not work for me. I have very curly but very fine hair. So it's really hard for me to find products that give my hair definition without weighing it down. But thanks to my personalized pros routine, I can honestly say I have never been more in love with my hair. Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it is personal. Using natural ingredients with proven results, pros customizes every single product in your routine from shampoo to supplements. First, Pro starts off by asking you as a person in-depth questions. They ask you things about your diet and your exercise and even your zip code to take in any environmental variables that might be affecting your hair. Next, Pros analyzes all the answers to determine the unique blend of ingredients that should be in every product of your routine. For me, Pros sent me a shampoo, a conditioner, and this curl cream that has truly been a game change. Pros is also invested in clean and responsible beauty. All of their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral, 
Plus, if you're not 100% positive, Pros is the best hair care you've ever had. They will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash stars. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash stars for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Ana Luisa aims to bring clarity to the jewelry industry. They create beautiful rings, earrings, necklaces, and more while working in small batches and using recycled materials. Ana Luisa, that's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A, is the first direct-to-consumer jewelry brand to become carbon neutral. That means for all of the CO2 they produce during the creation of their jewelry, the running of their business, and the shipping of their orders, it has all been counterbalanced by the same amount of oxygen. And guess what? You could get 10% off using the code STARSLIKEUS. Ana Luisa is committed to crafting sustainable and ethical jewelry that is also trendy and affordable. Prices start as low as $39, and of course, you can get 10% off with my code, STARSLIKEUS. You can shop so many different styles on their website. There is definitely something for everyone on Ana Luisa. So go treat yourself and your loved ones and use my code STARSLIKEUS for 10% off. I absolutely recommend them. They're a great brand making beautiful, sustainable jewelry. So go check them out at analuisa.com slash stars like us. The code is stars like us. Do you want to know? Do you want to know something funny? Which ties in perfectly with what you're talking about. So today I had a bit of a contemplation, self-reflection, self-assessment conversation about success and winning. And then Tomorrow, I'm going to a racetrack to drive Aston Martins. Oh, shit. Wow. Well, there you go. Living your sun sign, living that Aries experience. <laughs> yes. Being That's sort exactly of the, the poster child of being an Aries. <laughs> we love yeah. to see it. We love to see it. <laughs> Such a stereotype. Now, you are from what, at least at this moment, Today is September 1st, 2021. I believe you identify as a straight man. Things can change, of course. But can you speak for all straight men in the world and tell me why you think straight men do not like astrology for the most part? Oh, big question. I know you said that you I know that that's not you. I know you said you're skeptical, which I I'm yeah. fine with. I'm comfortable with it. But speaking on behalf of million hundreds of millions of people yeah <laughs> how what would you say um i would say that i think that there's like steps i'm right quite a step-by-step -step a to b to c thinking kind of guy so lots of science makes sense to me because i can go this causes that which causes this which causes that da -da 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 -da. whereas with astrology saying a causes z i'm like how does that happen and i've yet to find someone that's able to logically explain it and so i often will liken astrology as a belief system to religion as a belief system because you believe it therefore it's your truth but it might not necessarily make sense to me and i reckon that may be the thing with 
other guys might have the same problem. Yes. And it is a belief system. I mean, it is, you do have to subscribe to the belief system of astrology in order to create, to make those links to, to sort of connect the dots as, oh, you are a sun in Aries. Therefore you have X, Y, and Z personality traits, or these types of themes show up in your life. But you know, I would argue that everything is really a belief system. And especially, unfortunately, in this very tumultuous time that we're living in, even science is starting to be sort of reimagined as a belief system, which is kind of a mind fuck, because you would think that should scientists say, hey, climate change, hey, vaccines, hey, like global pandemic, that people be like, of course, this is makes very is very rational and makes so much sense. But even that is being sort of uh, reconsidered as a belief system for better or worse. You know what I mean? The tricky thing, I think, is that in the world that we live in now, it's not often that information is given the weight that it should be given based on the validity of the information. Often, random person from over there can shout loudly enough that enough people believe that thing, that it's given the same weight as something that has been studied, evaluated, published, peer-reviewed, journaled, and then put out to the world and has been through so much scrutiny. And it's good that we have social media and we have Twitter and we have the freedom of information and freedom of speech and like almost everyone has a voice, but also the, the process of science is, is methodical. And it is it's step by step and it has to be proven. But science isn't arrogant that it will hold on to those proven facts. It will hold on to them until they're disproven. It's like this is true unless you can prove it otherwise. And in which case, then we accept that thing based on the, the systematic process in which it has to be developed. I think that that's I'd love to see like proof of the astrology belief system i'd love to see a peer-reviewed multiple peer-reviewed articles that proves that if you are an aries that these are your character traits if you are a rising sun with this that you are gonna have these traits without a shadow of a doubt or at least with like a 95 percent confidence it's those kind of things i think at the moment it's like lots of stuff and it's easy to potentially say we've seen this series of planets align or based on the astrology of this time we can assign these personality traits what i would love to see is i would love to see studies on it i'd love to see someone analyze it and really like get to the bottom of it and go it's now we can prove that in this thing that the people that were born at this time have these personality traits i'd love to see it and and I would be like, cool, I I believe you. <laughs> right. I mean, but one, you know, like it isn't for scientific. It isn't really to be pulled through the scientific uh, approach. You know, like it's not a science to me. I know that there are some astrologers who do f- who feel adamant about wanting astrology to be considered a science. I am not one of them. I see it as a poetic, interpretive, spiritual language for self-awareness, for self, 
uh, empowerment for being able to have a stronger and a more sophisticated vernacular to be able to describe who I am, what I like, and to see the nuances and the multifaceted dimensions of who someone is. So it doesn't really, for me, it doesn't need the the scientific method in order to validate it. Because my experience working with my clients, working with myself, working with, you know, the thousands of people who I have crossed paths with show that astrology does improve people's lives, even if that's anecdotally, you know what I mean? And not everything to me personally, I feel makes sense for the scientific method. And astrology is one of them. The vaccine is not that, (laughs) you know, like that climate change, that is the space where we really need people with sophisticated educational backgrounds and awareness of these like physics and engineering and chemistry to be able to really help us move society along. For me, astrology is a way of seeing the world and having a different language set to be able to really on an interpersonal level, recognize that people are different from each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I I actually like that as a, as a belief. I think it works really nicely. And a lot of people just want to understand themselves and they want to believe in something and uh, explanation of something they don't understand will help them to feel validated, comforted and uh, give them hope for the future. And like all of those things, which help to improve people's lives. I think that religion also does that for a lot of people. It explains things which they can't understand and it gives them structure and clarity and it gives them hope and support and like in the times they need it most, it's, I think that's like what really benefits for what a lot of people really benefit from. Definitely. And the reason that I think that astrology is the reason I think that astrology is super, super cool is because I'm an astrologer. No, but it's because it doesn't have a hierarchy. (laughs) You know, you don't have an institution, you don't have figureheads, you don't have churches, you're not going to get in trouble for believing or not believing in something, you know, there's no downside. There is no one who's going to say, well, if you don't do X, Y, and Z, they're going to hell, or you need to be doing these types of things in order to be eligible for access to heaven. You know, it's really about being present in this lifetime, in this consciousness without there being really any possibility of manipulation, you know, obviously there's going to be shitty manipulative people everywhere doing things, but astrology on its own doesn't create a structure that would allow that, you know? Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense that astrology and organized religion are relatively similar in the, in the idea of it being a belief system, because a lot of religious things have come from astrology have come from the sun have come from the moon have come from like uh, og gods have this astrological um heritage yes so it all it all makes a a lot of sense to me on that front perfect well thank you for speaking on behalf of every straight dude on the planet Um, (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad that we thank you for taking that challenge that was absolutely terribly rude of me (laughs) but Now, two questions, and then I'm going to pull a tarot card for you. Question number one is, what do you believe in? Um, Yeah, good question. What do I believe in? (sighs) I believe it changes as I get older, to be honest. It's not constant. It's evolving. 
I believe that most people know what good and bad is when they feel it. I think that we are connected on a deeper level than we understand. I don't necessarily believe that that is through a higher power, but more like a figure force anything, but more that it is that there's like an energy that we have as people that animals have that the world has that we're all kind of connected actually like the movie avatar kind of is a great illustration of that we're all connected in a way that we don't fully understand maybe we're not switched on enough to get it um or we think we're too smart whatever it is i think that i'm not really sold on the idea of organized religion if i'm honest i find it a little bit too constricting and inconsistent i was really interested in it when i was at school and i like I was like keen and I learned loads about it, about Christianity. And I, I just, I was so intrigued in the inconsistency. I was like, these things don't make sense to me. And the whole, the belief without proof thing is something I really struggle with personally. I'm, I've, I've got two science degrees. So like for me, it's about process and going from A to B to C. And, and if you just tell me, believe C is C, I go, why is C C? You know, I need to know why. And then we go back and then I go, ah, oh, that makes sense. I can get it now. I believe you. Uh, but I can't just believe. So that's what I believe. <laughs> love it. I love that answer. Beautiful. Okay. Question number two is how does magic show up in your life? I think magic is joy for me. It's those moments of like, wow, this is where everything has aligned, where the things that needed to happen for this moment to be what it is have happened. And and that's, that's magical. Yeah. It's probably the best way to describe it. I love that. I, I have this little expression that I say that is tank, which means there are no coincidences. And it is in those synchronicities where you're like, how could this have been just at this exact moment at this exact right time where this led to this. And now everything has changed that I agree. That is, that's what I would call tank. There are no coincidences. And that is to me, definitely the magic of the energy of the interconnectedness of us all. Um, okay. Yeah. Now, before we wrap, I would love to pull a tarot card for you. However, cool. the way that my deck works best is not with this ambiguous, like, let's just see what we get because it's going to give us some <laughs> weird fucking card that I won't be able to translate. You won't know what it means. So it's going to, we're, we're going to end up in a mess of a situation. So it does best when you have a specific question. So what is a question you would like to ask the tarot? I think like something that a lot of people search for and, and I search for is, is happiness. So maybe the question would be, what will make me happy? Cool. That's perfect. And why don't we bring some timing into it? Because obviously that can change through time and is fluid. So what will make me happy? Do you want to do right now? Do you want to do this month? Do you want to do 2021? Yeah, let's go. Let's go 2021. Okay. Let's go slightly big picture. Okay. So what is something, what is an energy for David to know that will connect you with happiness for the duration of 2021 in the months ahead? So this is including cool. the right. release of your show. A lot of big stuff coming yes. up in the fall. A lot of stuff going on for the rest of this year. Yeah. Okay. Be quite big right. Big. So we'll see. Okay. So would you like me to work with pile one, pile two, or pile three? Uh, two. Amazing. Great choice. Okay. So what is the energy that David needs to know for the rest of 2021 
that is most connected with this concept of happiness, right? Because happiness is so all encompassing. Sure. Yeah, it's so, yeah. Okay. Love it. Okay. Ace of Wands. So this is a very auspicious card. This is very beautiful to see. It's also very phallic, if you notice. It, it is cool, yeah. But this is the card. It's really interesting because this is actually the Aries card. So Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. It is the first the first sign of the entire system, but it's also the first fire sign. Fire is associated with sort of like the initial urge, the instinct, the impulse, and the aces in the tarot are associated with that same sort of raw initial energy. And then wands are associated with fire. So this is very much about you connecting with that passion, finding that joy. So my recommendation for you for the rest of the year is to kind of almost go back to the place that you were at maybe when too hot to handle was coming out, you know, going back to that, like, I'm just really excited and I'm just really happy to be here. And I can't believe this is happening. And it's like, I don't have like I have no expectations, expectations, which means that you're going to be surprised and inspired and impassioned by everything. You know, obviously you're at a turning point in your career. So I could imagine that there are different expectations that you have for this than there were last year. But this card is saying, no, just have fun, like connect with that raw energy of just like, I can't believe this is happening. This is so life-changing and so miraculous. And yes, it's not perfect because nothing is ever perfect, but like just the fact that I'm in these conversations and I'm like on television like this, and I'm in these dialogues means I'm winning. <laughs> it means I'm winning. <laughs> so you are young and you have a long life ahead of you. And I think just being very present and being very sort of like committed to making the most out of whatever you're getting through this experience is going to be what brings you happiness. Amazing. Well, I love that. That sounds good. good. That's real positive. And I'm, yes, I'm, it is I'll take positive. it on board. Good. It's you know, this deck is a, could be a real asshole. So when it gets a positive card, <laughs> it's, it really means it because it definitely also knows how to be like, <laughs> to, to throw a wrench in the whole conversation. So where can our listeners find you and connect with you and continue to support your work? Yeah. So the, the best thing is you can follow me personally on Instagram at david.bertwistle. Or if you're into fitness and you want to learn more about that, then my coaching page is at Endeavor Life um we post loads of stuff about fitness and nutrition and you'll learn things and i'll help you out amazing and if any of you listeners wants to be a creep and send a dm do not say that you found out about david through this show because that would make me look horrible so listeners control your fucking selves <laughs> thank you thank you david it was so lovely spending this afternoon with you i hope yeah, you have thanks. a great rest of your day and I can't wait to see the show. Cheers, Eliza. You have a great day as well. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Bye.